Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 298. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a pair of deer skin work gloves. Buttery soft hands coming your way. Right? Anyone who's anyone who emails marketing at axontire.com. They'll send you out a free pair of Axon Deerskin work gloves. Um, and make sure you mention the uh, Moving Iron podcast sent you. So check that out. Just give them your details. I think it's just your name and your address and that kind of stuff. They'll send it over to you. Blood type, mother's maiden name, you know, yeah. usual. Last, last four. Last four social. social. And your PIN number to your ATM card. And <laughs> Date of birth. Good. Other than that, you're fine. Right. That's, that's it. And maybe any of those... Uh, what do they call those codes that you get sent so that you can they can verify your identity? I don't know. Verification code, whatever. Sounds Just like that. Send like the last 24 of those that you've, <laughs> that you've got sent your way. <laughs> Check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Valid Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. Valid Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is also brought to you by Anvil. AppWorks, their dealer connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work today. Woo! All right. All right. Before you get going, yeah. It's the middle of October. Sure. Actually, we're in the we're in the we're in the last third. Last third, yeah. It's supper time. And you're talking about buttery soft. So all I can think about this entire podcast is like 
Thanksgiving Day fresh from the oven rolls. Mm-hmm. And the uh, way to go. Ruined it. Too bad it's not Thanksgiving. I know. Well, it's uh, it's fall. You got to get through Halloween first. Well, I know, but you eat like rolls in the fall. That's, that's like a fall thing. Sure. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when you have your... you. Nobody like, oh, 4th of July, make sure you got the fresh rolls. You got buns. Huh? You got buns. You, yeah, for a burger. Roll. It's just a bigger roll. Well, it's not as, it's not as good. If it's homemade, it is. Still not as good because you got more crust and less fluff. That's what makes a roll so good. Your fluff to crust ratio is set right. Have you had very many hamburger buns in your life? Yes, tons. I, I feel like that you're... Your fluff to crush ratio is pretty, pretty good. There, no, it's not. I feel like it's, it's no, really because the the dark parts. That's the whole hamburger bun. The top and the bottom is the dark parts. You don't have very much of the fluff. I, I guess I don't. Your definition of fluff and mine are probably a little different. Thing. I guess so. I look at more of the inside of the yeah of the roll as the fluff, right? So you've never had a hamburger bun before? Yes. Because okay, there's there's a significant amount of, quote-unquote, Well, if you're going by square, square footage, a roll right. is still going to have more fluff than a hamburger bun. Maybe. Man. Maybe. We're in the weeds. We really did. You just, you just started off. You spiraled out. Start off. So if anyone's still listening to the podcast, what we're doing is we're going to talk a little bit about something that I've kicked around a little bit. And... You know, we had just did uh moving iron podcast boots on the ground number 10 with Ben Freeoff and and he uh he works for Ziegler um ag, which they're you know, they're a, a cat dealership on the other side. So the 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 full um frame off complete overhaul of the machine and making it new again is is something that is pretty commonplace on the construction side. Um I've talked about a you know a little bit here and there about where I think that how that plays a part in what we do and what that looks like. And to me, I think it had, definitely has a place in the future because especially when you start looking at how technology will play into that, I think when you start getting to the point where you can add technology on top of things and all you have to do is kind of rebuild and maintain your powertrain, that that, that has a lot better it generates it's better legs, I guess, in the long in the long run of that conversation. Because if I can take a two hundred fifty thousand dollar overhaul or whatever the number is, and instead of buying a whatever a eight hundred thousand dollar whatever, then yeah, it probably makes more, a lot more sense to do that. Because all you're concerned about at that point is the powertrain, right? Because you you know you're also going to be updating the 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 technology that's there too. So I, I think there could be some some play there in you know in a grander function than what we see today well we don't see much of it at all in the ag world today other than considerably older rigs that they won't let die right i mean you see the guy that does the engine overhaul or yeah does the we, we've rebuilt this 4965 times yeah and we will just keep doing it yeah we can't get parts and we, we i know a guy that's got um i think it is a 4960 or something like that they put two or three engines in it mm-hmm you know, and they've put, but it's got, you know, it's got 17,000 hours on it. You know right. I mean? So it's just, that's the kind of thing where you're. Long way to go. And then you've got those ones that have, you know, 12, 15,000 hours on Nothing's ever been done to them. Right. Now, on on the construction side of the business, 
that just because the machine blows up doesn't mean they do a frame off overall. Right. It, it could be perfectly running fine, but they're like, you know what, we're going to, our maintenance costs and these other things that are starting to kind of nickel and dime us a little bit, we're going to go ahead and just do this and then we can, you know, offset some of that. Right. And, and, you know, for, for the longest time, you know, you look at some of those and I don't mean the strip mine obnoxious, obnoxiously enormous stuff, just your big, big yellow iron. Sure. That stuff has been over 500K for a considerable amount of time now. And ag equipment is trying its hardest to catch up. Right. <laughs> and and I think I think that being the case, you know, obviously that's why it runs there, coupled with the fact, as you told me off camera, there's less than a one millionth of a percent probably of the guy who signs the check for that yellow iron that's driving it, operating it. Sure. Yeah. It's a whole different world, completely different deal. There is never any emotional attachment to yellow iron by those guys. No. You know, so you, you can look all over Twitter, Facebook, everything. Everybody's trying to chase down grandpa's 4020. Right. My uncle's 1066. Nobody's trying to chase down their 12G, right. you know? Yeah. We're, we're looking for this 12. It's got to be this 12G. That's the one we built that overpass with in yeah. 64, you know, or right. something. It, yeah. it, it's So it's a whole different deal. Uh, almost other than in certain buildings, they come out of the same shed, the same shop doors. They're they're a complete in the same companies make each. They're just a complete one eighty of each other, mindset wise. Yeah. But I but I agree with you. I used to fight you on this till I really got to think about the yellow side of it, and now I get it. It does it does hold some merit, but it's gonna be the boomers aren't gonna do it. But it, yeah. it, would, it would be our generation or younger that would get on board with something like that because the the eight R the Magnum the Fent Thousand it it is it's more of a tool to them than it is. Will you make sure that thing's blown out and park it and it goes on that side of the shed because I walk in that door and I want to see it. There's there's way less of that with yeah. them like there is in the yellow world. Yeah. And I think, I think the one thing that'll drive this factor more than anything, like I talked about earlier here was, is that on, on in the construction side of the business, the yellow side of the business, I mean, it was, you're rebuilding a machine back to the way it was when you bought it. Right. Right. So you're, you're rebuilding it from the ground up. It's all new. Um, components are new. Everything about it's new. It's back to exactly like it was when you bought it however many years ago. I think on the ag side, it's going to be different from the fact that they're not going to take a, you know, an 8R370 that's got 15,000 hours on it and then rebuild it back to the, you know, the 2022 8R370, right? Why? Um, because I think by then it'll be it's an obsolete piece of equipment. I think what's going to drive it on our side is that they got to maintain a cheaper powertrain so they can spend more money on the technology they're going to need to add to that machine. Because it's like we talked about in the last podcast, 
the bolt-on technology that we're going to see come down the pike to in my opinion you know and like i've given this some thought too you know from a I, I think the idea of just the powertrain and just maintaining a powertrain and growing that powertrain, right. whether that's electric, you know, or diesel or whatever it is that that powertrain becomes, I could almost see where you have a power unit and then you have a multitude of attachments that come to it. Like, I don't think you have, I think you have like the, the old school pull type combine of sorts that you hook to a power unit, then all the technology for the combine is in the combine, but then you unbolt that power unit and you hook it up to your tiller or you hook it up to your whatever, you know, your, your planner or whatever it is that you're doing. And you're totally relying on just that power unit. An S781. Because, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. But it's going to be, it's it, because the way I look at it is that power unit is absolutely going to be a, a 100% commodity. Okay, see, you hor- you, you kind of hornswaggled me into this deal. I was not referring to one single technological piece other than a key switch to turn it on, and that was your angle all along. I I feel very I feel cheated on this. It's not even about the engine and transmission. That no, no, I'm that's all the, that's, with. that's the whole point that I'm talking about, though. Is that where this rebuilding of a machine that's got multiple hours, like? tens of thousands of hours on it over and over and over and over again is because everything's going to be a power unit driven piece of equipment that is pulling some attachment to do a, a farm work operation, whether that's the pull type combine concept. But do you think with the way that the tech, so much of the tech is with farm equipment with tractors specifically, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a point you can't. It's going to take a different module, yeah. module, if you will, to stack and bolt more crap on it. But that because so so my point is, once the power unit is all you're worried about, it's just strictly the power unit. Okay, the power unit has its level of technology. So we're back on. to the this is we're back to autonomy. I feel like is what you're more or less. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the. The hardcore technology that you're really going to use to, in, in the farming is going to be in the implement that you have. That's where the housing of all the, you know, exact rate, exact apply, exact whatever, you know, all the different things that come into that, right. all the stuff inside the combine that yes. makes, makes the, the downfall of agriculture. <laughs> all of that, all of that stuff. I think that's, I think that actually makes agriculture like a little more efficient. And, <laughs> the ruination and, of farm <laughs> machinery. But I think, I think that's, in my opinion, the more I think about it is, why would you have a, why, why would you have self-propelled units anymore when you have, you could just have a power unit that functionally, do, me see that now a lot of stuff and I'm not going to sit here and say that that any of this stuff is widely adopted. But if you take a look at like the dot system, right, that is, um, that, that is a, uh, an autonomous powertrain that hooks into a box drill or a sprayer or whatever it is that they have. That powertrain is what's driving that, that marketplace is what's driving that. It's not the actual farm implement itself. It's not a self-propelled combine or self-propelled sprayer or self-propelled chopper 
that's a, totally autonomous. It is a powertrain that hooks into. I don't see pool. how you're going to do an autonomous combine. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you have the pull type combine. You still have a class eight combine uh, that you pull. That you pull with well, a, no, with only class eight because your whole argument to autonomy is more smaller. So you'd have right. five. You'd have five like sixty six hundreds, sixty six oh ones. But my point is, you take the cab off of a of a seven eighty, and you just have just the guts of the machine. Right. You have a class eight combine with right. no cab, right? No engine or anything else. Right. So in theory. That machine actually shrinks. Right. So the same capacity, but it's, there's no engine, there's no no powertrain, no cab, no anything. You just got this thing offset to the side with a with a head and the sub five speed after. feeder house. I don't think you need to have to worry about that anymore. Why wouldn't you? I just you just you would control that through the powertrain, like your speed up and slow down of what you're doing and how you're doing all that stuff. Hmm. So you're you're driving same thing with the so 20 minutes ago, I was really fired up about this whole thing, and now it just is depressing. Why? Hmm? Why is that depressing? Because you took all the fun out of it. What are you talking about? How did I take the fun out of it? You're back to autonomous tractors. So I, I know I know in your world, the 4430 is coming back, baby. No, and no. And it's, it's coming screaming in. It's not. But it's, it's not, not at all. Because if you want to know the truth... There's not a damn thing wrong with an 8R. I'd take an 8R in a heartbeat. I just would drive it forward and backward and be done for the day. But no, it's it's because being man passionate about the topic, right. if you will, it's you. I, I'm the guy who's the last guy to do it. Okay. On the, all of it, the autonomy. The componentization upgrade modules, mm-hmm. technology based, that kind of stuff. I'm looking. I'm just looking at it from the, you know, there's going to come a point where the the cheap used is 500. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think so. I think. And, it, I think it dramatically it, falls off. What's autonomy? Well, that's fine, but you got to get there. We're not there. We're not there tomorrow. We're we're there in two years, three years, four years. That's what I heard five years ago. I mean, you look at look what's already out there. Case no, case I, introduced there. I understand that a fully autonomous. I understand that spreader. Right? Did did we do? <clears throat> that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point it. That's still a sit in it and drive it machine if you need to. Sure, if you need to. Yeah. It still has a seat and a cab and all that. Okay. Okay. That's still a romanticized, as you call it, machine because it involves human operation if need be. Mm -hmm. And it does. It doesn't do everything you need to do. It spreads. Huh? It spreads. I, yes, it does. Certainly does. Okay. <laughs> Go. What do you? What do you got? Nothing. Nothing. You're just gonna. You're gonna argue with me. I'm all, not gonna argue with you. Go. All night. Huh? That particular unit does what you need to do. It's a spreader. It's, it's what it does. You take a look at like, like dots. Does it load itself? Does it drive itself there? Does it fix itself? Well, no. See. So, so you need it to fix itself? 
Hmm? You need it to fix itself? No, but somebody's got to be there to fix it. And that will always be the case. It's not going to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to pull out this extra whatever I've got. Then you might as well drive the damn thing. If you're there babysitting, you might as well drive it and enjoy your day. You don't You don't think that they'll have autonomous seed tenders? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you, drones. You don't, you don't, you don't think that'll be part just, of it? The sky just filled full of drones and totes. So it comes right it comes, around. It I need, comes back to the powertrain. Thing. I need 50 units of 1137P. Well, oh, be right there. <laughs> that's it. That's where we're headed. You're, yeah, that's where we're headed. It's not that terrible far away from that now. I mean, the point, what I'm saying to you is the powertrain part, right? Is not an issue. The powertrain part is what's going to drive whatever implement you have. That that's already out there to have. You know, you have so you have systems out there that are already based around that. Here's a powertrain that's going to hook into whatever it is that you're doing, right? Right. So it doesn't matter if it breaks or what. There's someone's going to have to come out and fix that. Right, it's not going to fix itself. It's not going to be, hey, you know what? I just happen to have an extra alternator on the uh, on the old toolbox over here. I'm going to somehow get my get hands up, truck. my opposable thumbs, robot hands, and fix my alternator. I mean, it's not. It's not going to happen. So then, why not just drive it? Or excuse me, you don't even have to drive it. Why not just be along for the ride? Sure, if you want to, I'm sure there's there, that'll be an option for you. And I'm talking about Tom and his two sons, not Mega Farm, because then you're the guy who him and his two sons handle everything. They don't need a hired man, and but they're new equipment buyers, early well, adopters, even if you will. In my my opinion, I mean the, the autonomy thing is a, is a. It's a uh, a labor based issue. I know, right? yeah. Right? So, if you have, if you're a, if you're a small operator, I think your ability to grow actually increases with autonomy. I could see that to a point, but that would only be if those above you don't adopt it, and it is that much of a game changer. It would be it would take a drastic thing to change that because you're still dealing with the dollars and cents of growing and expanding, and that is oh, economically sure. expensive. That's that's all. That's all. Well, but and it's idea more luck is, than anything. But the idea of it is, he's, add, he's able to if he get if the opportunity arises, yeah. he's able to do it easier because it's if I add, I need two more harvest modules. If I add a combine to my operation, I don't have to add. Another combine operator, another green card operator, another truck. And then the robot drives over to that tube in the corner of the field and dumps it in there and it shoots it to the elevator just like that at the bank. Good possibility. You never know. That could be something that you see. It's all or they could just bag it at the end of the field and then you know you sell it and someone comes and picks it up. Well, then the China drones come and get the beans. If you're doing beans, then they come get the bags of beans on the end. That might be a little bit of a haul. Well, getting those back there. We're hauling. We had, if we got, we got, an, I was going to say anonymous. <laughs> we, have, we have autonomous seed tenders. I'm pretty sure we can drone a bag of beans to China. So you don't have the seed tender itself is not autonomous. It's the actual powertrain that's pulling. Oh, God bless. That's pulling the. Uh, 
seed tender, you know, like the tractor yep. that you see like today. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. They're all over. I, I wish yeah. they'd turn their lights off when I'm trying to sleep at night. They just shine all over the countryside. And they're out there just running around doing their, doing their jam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just completely unattended. Yeah. Just That's... sitting in a control room watching 50 tractors. Somebody will be doing that. It's called JD Link. I can do it right now. And they've got, they've got, uh, well, think about now when you're in a, inside of the machine and you're out, out working, right? It's doing, I know it's, it's a labor doing, it's, thing. it's the doing labor thing. thing trumps all the coolness of the machinery. I understand it because it's a business. I know. Farming. I understand that has really cool shit you get to use. Right. And that's great. And I hope it sticks. It's like forever. being a computer nerd and an accountant. But guess problem, what, dude? Check out this spreadsheet. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they make chrome pipes for a reason, dude. People like sure. people like their shit. Sure. That's what it boils down to. Put a chrome pipe on your uh, on your autonomous tractor. Then. Well, I don't. It might interfere with the module. It I don't probably know. may or may not. But we dude, got all these modules. We got a day. bolt on there. It might be that chrome pipe might be. In, they won't even have a stack. It'll be hydrogen powered and be like under the ground or onto the ground. And it'll be ultra efficient, and it will be out there. Um, and I'll make things happen. Yep. And I will be retired doing something completely unrelated to the equipment. Because you'll be, at that point, I think you'll have a better opportunity to sell equipment than you ever had. The day I got to sell somebody a module of something is going to be a tough You're day. still selling combines. You said they're just a different kind of a combine. They're a combine. You're still selling someone a planner. It's just a different kind of planner. Actually, the planner would be the same. I don't know what change about a planner. They'll be smaller and more of them. Right. That's the only way. That is one thing you're right with. Autonomy is going to be way more of them, but smaller. And there'll be a powertrain. This is just my my theory, right? You'll have a powertrain that is the most untechnologically advanced thing ever. Because it's just all you needed to do is go, is to pull something. It's like a it's like a Belarus tractor. I mean, that could very easily be what brings Belarus back to us to its who would have who would have thought it? Yeah. We got we got us a Belarus, no cab, no seat, no nothing. The only the only amount of technology that will be on the in my opinion. And you put that bridge deal on so all your sure all your AMS works. Booyah. I, I mean it would just be it would be a, a steering valve and a you know, some kind of a GPS receiver. That's it. Mm. So you got on there. I guess I'm out. And then you hook it up and you go and you go sell sprayer. You can sell all that stuff, but it's the powertrain that is going to be used over and over and over again and have millions of hours put on it that never actually ever. I mean, in my opinion, like it would never really. Here's what I think. Let's just table it and wait for transformers. Once we get to the transformer part, because then my like my nine R is my grain truck, mm-hmm. and it's also my combine during wheat. But you don't have a nine R. You have a sixty one fifty five. Pulling. Oh my god! Oh, Two hundred horsepower, something. You know, one hundred and fifty horsepower, something. Mm-hmm. I and I and I get that. That that part is legit. That's 100% legit. And Only that, I could see them being like 80 horse. I but, think they'll be under 100 for but sure. But at the end of the day, that piece of equipment, that powertrain, 
will get rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt until it becomes totally and completely obsolete. I don't know what that would make. Is that, that because nobody has any feelings about it whatsoever? Because it's nobody cares. Because there's nothing to it. It's just a platform with wheels and some whatever to make it go. Well, just because an 8420 has a cab doesn't mean the cab is the reason the engine goes out. What I'm so I'm saying is that there's nothing there's gonna be nothing special about the power unit other than its ability to receive a GPS signal and and track. That's it. All will, the technology refrain, is going to be in the component. I will refrain from any international harvester jokes at this moment. <laughs> It'll just be a power trade, nothing special. <laughs> that's good. That's all. I mean, it won't the actual componentry of whatever it is that's doing doing the actual farm work, whether it's a combine planter, tillage piece, sprayer, you run on the line and all the stuff that's out there. Componentry. All that stuff is going to be hooked into hooked into the power unit that's it's hard to follow man why is it so hard to follow i just i don't well, i don't agree with it so <clears throat> naturally being stubborn and very passionate about the opposite side of it it's very hard for me to wrap my brain around so you'll have if you if you think about it and put it in perspective you're still doing the exact same thing Your that's son, my job yeah but i not you're selling combines. You don't care as much. You're selling you choppers. Don't. You're selling sprayers. You're selling modules. You're selling planters. You're selling modules. You're selling. So you're going to sell everything the same way you would sell a planter. Is a planter a module? No. It's a planter. Why not? It's a, is it not a module? No. You integrate it into a power unit. You hook it up to the tractor. Which is a power unit. Which is a tractor. That has... A bunch of technology on it that captures the information coming from the planner. And Firestone tires and ILS and IVT and the leather massaging seat and ultimate visibility. Right. See? So now all of a sudden your tractor's got take your little too. Take your little robots and be now gone. Your tractor just got cheaper now. <laughs> it better be because it's not nearly who exactly. cares. Nobody cares anymore. It's, it's a And they don't care what color it is. It's just a power. Is that going to change? I think the power, the color thing will be driven by whatever it's hooked to. Like it could be Deer's going to make a power unit. Case is going to make a power unit. New Hall will make a power Everyone will make a power unit, right? I don't know if that makes any difference, but I think where the dollars and cents are going to be driven from ultimately. What I'm saying is, can my Fent tractor or my, or excuse me, my Fent power unit mm -hmm. connect to my John Deere planting module and talk to my can already do that now. Case AH robot, and they all know what they're all doing, and it's all... You can, already, you can already do that now. That's a lot of work now. You can bridge it. Right. Right. I mean, I'm saying, like, there's no bridge. They just plug in and go. Um, so it would right. be like the ISO 9001 thing actually works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I mean, I think it's... There is only one virtual terminal, like, furnished by the government. It has to be this. I don't know. It might, if it does something like that, would be because um, they're, they're like a, you know... Electronic piracy. <laughs> no, it'd be more like because, you know, when these machines are done planting up here, they're going to go back to South America and harvest. That same power unit. They're just going to ship them back down there, and they're going to do their thing. Like, like machinery link on on steroids. 
and you're looking at swarms of drones of power units that have just been rebuilt a million times. God. Looks like a Radio Shack truck wrecked in your front yard. Could be. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I can't. Hey, your farm looks like the Tyco catalog at Christmas time, circa like 94. <clears throat> I think the uh, big the big side of that that makes the most sense. <clears throat> ultimately, what makes the most sense about that is that now your parts and service business is more way more mobile than it's ever been, which is more. So on um, okay, that's so, very construction based too. Right, know. absolutely. Like your your eighty horsepower. What did you call that thing? The headless horseman. <laughs> What do you call that? The the non-tractor tractor power unit. Yeah. What? Okay. So power unit number four and number six just shit their engines. Okay. Okay. While they're hooked to their seating modules. Or planters. Yeah. No, planters hooked to tractors, and we don't have any tractors. We have, we have a power so, tractor. Do you want to call what it. do you do then? Do you drag them off to the side, or is that where you're slide a new four horse turbo diesel in on rails, and away we go? I think in the future, there's a lot more plug and play style parts that come into play. Way, way more. As far as like. Physical drivetrain, right? Real life machine shit, not switches and wires. Well, I mean, I think if we if we continue to head down this this electric thing, you know, and there's more this whole electric tractor thing that keeps an electric car, electric semis, and all these different things that are coming into play. There, it's pretty simple to take out a. Have you ever had somebody storm off the podcast before? No. <laughs> You see, pretty simply, you have. I mean, you, you take out a battery, and, you, and then, but you're looking at wheel motors. I mean, you replace one wheel motor, and that's your. That's all your transmission. That's your everything. Is a wheel motor. So you don't have transmissions and hydrostats and all those other things. You have four wheel motors. Yeah. So now it's the idea of you know what wheel motor number two went out. I could cool the scope and you know. An hour later, we got a new wheel motor hooked up to, or whatever the time it takes, another wheel motor hooked up over here, so you're good to go. Peace. Hope I'm gone. That's all I can say. It's all about making things efficient, man. Hope I'm gone. That'll be... But not to say, to be honest with you, that once all this stuff comes into play, there's still... Dude, that's in the United States. That's in Canada. That's in Europe. That's not in Asia. That's not in Africa. <laughs> That's not. Now you can make the argument that that autonomy, those kind of machines in places like Africa, in in Asia, make it a hell of a lot more sense. sense there, to yeah. Bring them and put them in their play. But at the end of the day, now you have to have you have to have the network of everything that comes into play there too. They have GLONASS. But they think about it now those countries like Asia and Africa, those kind of places like that, they don't, they barely have the network to maintain an 8960. Right. Now and today I, in 2022, I much know. less. But that's where it makes more sense. So then jump <clears> them <throat> to that and we'll keep cool shit here. Problem solved, man. That, isn't, that still doesn't solve the labor issue that we see here now. 
Bigger. Big, what do you mean bigger? Everything just bigger. Oh, just keep making machinery yes, bigger? Yes. There we go. Yes. There we go. We need big bud needs to be a utility tractor. Yeah. So, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Right on. That's probably a good place to stop. Like if you're going to mow roadside and you got to mow both sides, you put a double hitch on and you drop two 15-foot bat wings in the ditch and you drive on the road and people got to wait till you're done mowing roadside. Makes sense. All the sense in the world. It does. One guy just mowed however many miles roadside. Yep. That, that right there makes... Figure way- out... Pig, put your... Nine eight seventy five your nine R eight seventy five on a thirteen ninety six uh-huh. with a shaft through it pulling another thirteen ninety six right that's like a mother bin that turns in the middle and can go through mud and my idea of having a powertrain hooked to the units is is totally ridiculous now after you've explained that it is because so. mine takes. Two things that already exist, one thing that will, and a PTO shaft. Yeah, and mine takes everything that already exists and just moves it from the tractor to whatever it is that you're actually farming with. Okay. And you have just a power unit. You used to farm with donkeys once upon a time, too, but right. it didn't work out. So and good. where was all the technology at on when you were farming with donkeys? In the donkey. No, it was in the piece of equipment you were pulling with the donkey. It was in the donkey. So, you yeah. All right, good place to stop. Here, folks want to reach out to you. What's the best place to do that? Uh, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. Email me, aaron.fintail at movingironllc.com. Or you can catch me on any of the social medias by my name. Right on. Casey Seymour, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can find me on um LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and you can check out the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast here. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything um, Moving Iron related, Moving Iron Podcast, uh, or Moving Iron Summit September of 23, um, that's September 11th through the 13th. Check that out. That'll give you, uh, there's a place you can sign up now if you want to. Axon's giving $50 discounts to everyone that signs up, uh, the first 150 people that sign up this year. So, interested in doing that check that or you can send me an email at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com and i'll be happy to answer whatever questions you got if you have a topic you want me and aaron to discuss on here man feel free to hit us up either at our emails at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com or aaron.fintel at moving iron llc.com either one you can find us there or you can just hit us up on our on our uh, social medias and we'll get back to you that way as well so with that i'm casey seymour with aaron fennel school smart folks out Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. 
TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving out